This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Life in FM podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, and I just want to remind you today that you are beautiful. Did that catch you off guard a little bit? It's all good. We're making our way through our teaching series, Who God Says You Are. And today we're focusing on the fact that you are beautiful. You're made alive with Christ and you're made in the image of God. Today we jump into chapter 2 of Ephesians, verses 1 through 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This is our preaching text for the week. Let's jump into it. This is Life in FM. As Deacon Julie mentioned just a few moments ago, we are beautiful. And so as you hear these words, you are beautiful, I imagine a few of you start to have that uncomfortable feeling in your tummies, maybe even blushing a bit. Because beauty isn't something we always feel so comfortable to talk about. But you heard me right, you are beautiful. I hope that you don't mind me saying this. And while beauty doesn't define us, neither does humanity's lens that we often see through when we use this word beautiful, simply as a measure of what looks good and what doesn't. Instead, the reminder that you are beautiful is meant to be an affirmation that you were created in the image of God, and that all of the beauty, all of the characteristics that reside in our creator are present within you today, and everybody gathered here as well. Our preaching text today reminds us that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. We are God's handiwork, created for a reason, created for good, to reflect the one that is alive within us. Yes, God who created you resides in you and invites you to not only allow him to do a work within you, but to allow that resulting beauty to be shared with the rest of creation for good. As we sit with this idea that we are God's handiwork, though, I wonder, what does this actually mean? Now, in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he shares about our brokenness, God's frustration with humanity, and ultimately God's mercy and grace. He tells the church that anything that they've received from God isn't because of anything that they have done but because of what God has done for them, because God cares for them. 
he finishes off this section of scripture by saying that we are a masterpiece. That God was intentional with how he created us. But as you can imagine, we often wrestle with the who, what, where, when, and why of creation. But rest assured today, Good Shepherd, God created us for a reason and was incredibly intentional in his approach. Now, there are plenty of things that can help us define and redefine and reapply this truth. And where better to begin than in the beginning of our scriptures? Now, in the Old Testament creation story, Genesis 1.27 says that God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them, it says. We're not only created in God's image, but we're called to be image bearers as we walk in one accord with God. Now, as people of faith, we want our actions to reflect who we are and whose we are, something that we've talked about throughout this series. The saying, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, though, goes to say that defining beauty can be tough. Is there a true marker of beauty? Probably depends who you ask. But God's words in the scripture can lead us to discover this actual meaning of the word beauty, what it truly should be making it something that isn't simply about physical appearance, but rather focusing on the truth that God looks at the heart in all people and all things. Yes, you see, God focuses on what is inside us. Think about that for a moment. Now, the Bible is also full of these examples, not intended to add stress to your daily walk with God, but to be a guide, if you will, that will help you live into the who God says you are. As we continue to dive through the scriptures, 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4 says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles, the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is great in God's sight. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have nice things, cool hair, fashionable clothes, a big ring, whatever it might be for you, but these things shouldn't define you. Think about that for a moment. You can have these things, but that's not where our focus should be. It's not what we should be investing in. Instead, we need to look inward, the parts that we can't always see in ourselves and each other, but are clearly seen by God. This understanding is again affirmed in 1 Samuel 16, where it says that the Lord does not look at these things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, it seems like throughout these scriptures, God and God's people are trying to model for us what it looks like to live into our identity, where God says that you are beautiful. It can be tempting to strive after the things of this world, but God reminds us that it's not about our outer appearance, but what's inside. And I'll take it one step further. When our inside is beautiful, I believe that our outward is too. Because we're so comfortable in our identity as God's beloved that we can't help but wear it out, if you will. We can't help but set it free. And so our actions, seen by our friends, family, strangers, and even our foes, is an act of beauty on behalf of this world that God created and loves. It's not an act of showing off, but simply being our unique selves, 
living into this beauty for all to see. And when we live this out time and time again, it becomes ingrained in us. It becomes second nature for us living out a life of faith. When we are feeling beautiful inside, we project beauty. When we're feeling less than, you guessed it right, that is what we project. This might sound simple, it might sound easy, and it is not. But it is what God is desiring for us. No matter what you're feeling today, it doesn't have to define your tomorrow. As humans, we are able to change. I'm not the same person that I was 10, 15, 20 years ago, and I would assume that you're not either. And I'm grateful for that. Because we experience ups and downs, and I think we have the chance to become wiser for it. As we learn to trust in our relationship with God, we're able to become more comfortable in our skin. Now, growing can be tough, but it can also provide space for more chapters to take place to help tell your story and, in turn, tell God's story for humanity. Now, the Apostle Paul gets a little blunt with the church in a place called Corinth. When in 2 Corinthians 4.16 he says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now he names that we age, that we gain weight, that we lose weight, that we probably gain weight again. He names that we have scars, that we have blemishes, maybe things that we're not proud of, things that we wish weren't here with us today. But he reminds the people in Corinth that none of that matters for eternity. And truthfully, none of it matters for them then and there either. And it doesn't matter for us today. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. And outwardly, we reflect this renewal. Galatians 3, 26 through 27 says it this way. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves in Christ. We have been clothed within Christ. But what does that actually mean for us? Colossians gives us a little bit more insight into this. It says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It tells them to bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you might have against one another. And it finishes off by saying that we are to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. To have beauty within sets us up to share beauty outside of ourselves. So when we experience God's compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, we're free to be like Jesus for a world that desperately needs to experience those very things. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're free to be a beautiful people that God created us to be. And let that beauty radiate as we bear with one another, as we seek to live a life of forgiveness, just as Christ Jesus has forgiven us. Now, these are just a few of the scripture verses that deal with this, that point us to be able to see more clearly how God sees his creation, how God wants us to live out a life of beauty, but I think it also leads to more questions for us. What does this look like in your life? When you hear the word that you are beautiful, 
How does that make you feel? How do you see yourself? How do you think God sees you in particular? Would God use that word beautiful? If you were to look in the mirror like I invited you to do so a month ago, when we began this journey through our series, Who God Says You Are, would you see somebody that is wanted, that's valuable, someone that is secure, someone that is competent, and indeed somebody that is beautiful? Like our marketing staff member Stephanie mentioned in our weekly email this week, and if you don't read the weekly email, I encourage you to read the weekly email, you were crafted by a perfect, purposeful, and all-loving God. He makes no mistakes. God does not do flaws. He thought you up, fashioned you, grew you, and today he looks at you and says, this is my masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. God intentionally made you for this time and place. And you have beauty within you, beauty to share. So how will you share it? How do you let the masterpiece not be confined simply to a wall or a pew or your couch? But how do you let it be living art, be faith in action, telling God's story in compelling ways simply by being yourself? Now, a few weeks ago when discussing spiritual gifts, I brought up the idea that sometimes it's easier to see the gifts in our neighbors than it is to see them in ourselves. We doubt our gifts are as important as our neighbors. We wonder if our gifts are truly gifts to begin with. And so we don't act. We become stagnant. We doubt. We sit idly by. But we are clothed in Christ. We don't need to sit idly by, but instead are invited into action with him. Now, there may be things that you want to change in your life. There may be things that you need to change in your life. But make no mistake, to be loved by God simply today is to be yourself. As author Chip Ingram says in his book, Discover Your True Self, there's always room to grow, but it won't change how God sees us. Our personalities have strengths and weaknesses, but in these unchanging aspects, they are beautiful in God's sight. Because remember, he is our designer and our maker. That's what it means to be his handiwork or workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We are who he intended us to be. Your looks don't define you. Your wealth doesn't define you. Your past doesn't define you. Your struggle with depression doesn't define you. Your shortfalls and sins, you guessed it, they don't define you either. But there's one thing that does, Jesus. You are God's beloved. You are clothed with Christ. You're made in the image of God. You are forgiven. And good shepherd, you're beautiful. Thanks be to God. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Check back weekly for new content. And if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321.
Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.